Let's give, let's give that unto the Lord right now. Come on, if you're thankful for all that he's done for you. We ought to let him know this morning. If he pulled you out of the miry clay, and he sets your feet on a firm foundation, you got a reason to rejoice. If you ain't lost out in the world, on your way to hell this morning, but you got a heavenly home that awaits you, you got a reason to rejoice today. The Bible says rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks. Said this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. It's the will of God this morning for us to be thankful for all that he's done for us. Praise the Lord. We've been having a good time around here. God's been doing a whole lot, and I know he's not near finished. You believe that this morning? Amen. It's a great thing that's taking place all around us. I'm very humbled to get to be a part of it this morning. Praise God. I do want to give honor to the pastor this morning, his wife, the bishop, and his wife. Could you give them a hand clap? Y'all have such great ministry around here. Very blessed. The Bible says that a pastor is a gift from God. Amen. He's a gift from God to you. I promise you that if you'll just yield to what he tells you, what he's teaching you, that you'll make it to the other side. Amen. You have your Bibles this morning. If you turn to Matthew chapter 10, verse 29 through 31. Matthew chapter 10, verse 29 through 31. I guess it was a year and a half ago. My folks, they've got a standard poodle. And it's about as tall as a Shetland pony. And if you take him to the woods, his name's Charlie. But if you take Charlie to the woods, he's going to treat squirrels until you can't breathe anymore. And me and Charlie was out in the woods hunting. And, and I had a bag full of squirrels. And I was about 100 yards off the main road. I drove a buggy out to the woods. We got a 600-acre deer lease that we hunt on it. I was walking through the woods. I had a lever action 22. I got when I was a kid, and it's very precious to me. And I walked across a piece of rich lighter pine. And pine knot around the house is like gold. It was about this big around, about big as a basketball, and it was probably waist high, just solid. And I seen it, and I thought, my Lord, I can't not bring that home with me. So I went to set my 22 up against the tree, and when I did, I heard my dad's voice. He said, don't set that gun down. He told me a story about a time he was out in the woods hunting, and he set his gun down, and he walked away from it, and he went back to where he thought he laid it, and he don't have it to this day. But I'm kind of a risk taker, brother, and I thought, well, I can come right back to it, so I set that 22 down and I grabbed that piece of pine knot and I went to walking towards the main road. Well, when I got almost to the main road, there was a piece of barbed wire that was running and it was about ankle high and I didn't see it. And I had that big piece of rich lighter pine on my shoulder and I tripped over that piece of barbed wire and when I did, I just fell straight to the ground. Rich lighter pine went up in the air and I'm laid out on the ground. It comes down on top of me. And by the time I got up, I was pretty aggravated, and I was knocked half goofy, too. So I grabbed that piece of rich lighter pine, and I slung it in the back of the side-by-side, -side and I walked back into the woods. Y'all don't hold it against me. I got mad. <laughs> I walked back into the woods, and when I walked back to where I thought the gun was, I couldn't find it. And I was sick to my stomach. I walked around for two hours looking for that gun. 
before I finally laid eyes on it. What I'm telling you, though, is I've been told what to do and how to do it. But I really didn't learn anything until I fell for myself. Sometimes you're just going to fall, friend. Just going to make a mistake. But defeat is not declared when you fall this morning. It's only when you refuse to get back up. Amen. Only when you refuse to stand back on your feet. Live to fight another day. Matthew chapter 10, verse 29 says, Are not two sparrows sold for a farthing? And one of them shall not fall on the ground without your father. But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear ye not, therefore. For ye are of more value than the sparrows. The Amplified Version says in verse 29, Are not two little sparrows sold for a penny, and yet not one of them will fall on the ground without your father's consent? That means that he allows it to happen. And notice, and I want to preach to you from this title for a minute, When I Fall. When I Fall. Let's lift our hands. Come on, could you talk to the Lord for a minute? Father, we love you so very much. That's it. Lift your voice right now. Bible says, building up your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. If you got the Holy Ghost, I just want to ask you to pray right now. Kito rebo sata makere. Iperoto mondayan de la kayo. Father, I thank you for your word this morning that's forever settled in heaven. Thank you for the anointing of the Holy Ghost that I feel this morning. God, I speak it upon every heart and every mind. God, that they would receive your word with faith. God, that it would benefit them before we leave this place. Pray your anointing upon me, that you would help me, that you would bring things to my remembrance, that I would say only what you want said and nothing more. Father, let me speak with clarity today. I release the gifts of the Spirit to be in operation, that your body would be edified and encouraged before we leave. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I ask all these things. Let's clap our hands to the Lord one more time. Amen. You may be seated this morning in Jesus' name. When I fall. The psalmist David penned these words in Psalm 139, beginning in verse 1. He said, O Lord, thou hast searched me. Thou knowest my down-sitting and my uprising. Thou understandest my thought. Afar off, thou compasseth my path and my lying down, and are acquainted with all of my ways, for there is not a word on my tongue, but lo, thou knowest it all together. King David, most would agree today, is one of the most prominent men in the Scripture. At a very early age, you and I are taught of the young shepherd boy who by commandment of God was anointed king, being chosen to lead the people of Israel. We remember about the time that a young David bravely slayed the giant Goliath in the valley of Eli. It was the same David who, when they came back into the city, that the women rejoiced over, saying, Saul had slain his thousands, but David his ten thousands. It was David who took the divided kingdoms of Israel and united them together once again. It was David who went out and recovered the Ark of the Covenant, brought it back into Jerusalem, danced before the Lord with all of his mind. It was David who wrote 73 Psalms who many of us cling to today. I'm, I'm thankful to know about all the victories that David had. Amen. I could preach this morning about all the, all the humility that David had, how he took care of the people of God. I'm thankful to know those things about David today. But I'm going to tell you the same man that had all these victories is the same man that fell flat on his face. It's the same man that didn't get it all right. It's the same man that made grave mistakes before the Lord. But still God chose to use this man. I'm telling you, God orchestrated. God orchestrated in every failure, in every mistake that David would make. And it wouldn't dictate 
whether or not his purpose would be fulfilled in his life. God seen every mistake old Dave was going to make before he ever poured it all on him. And he said, I'm going to use his victories, no doubt. But I'm also going to use every time that he falls. I'm also going to use every time that he fails. And I'm going to work something good out of it. We quote that scripture all the time. All things work together for the good, for those who love God and are the called according to his purpose. We like to quote that when things are happening that's bad around us. But I'm telling you, that scripture's in place even when you do something bad, even when you do something wrong. As long as you get up, as long as you stand back on your feet, God's going to work something good out of it. Do I got some folks that believe that today? Yeah, you might be lying flat on your back, but you need to hear the word of the Lord today. All you got to do is stand up. All you got to do is get back up. Try again. Bible says in 2 Samuel chapter 11, that at the time when kings go to battle, that David stayed home. I think he got to patting himself on his back a little bit, brother. Got to looking around at everything that he had. Got to looking out into his kingdom, saying, hey, look at how good I'm doing. I'm blessed to the Lord. And it was when David was out of position from where that he was supposed to be that the temptation was placed in front of him. Now this is just the way I believe it. I believe that if God wanted to remove Bathsheba or he wanted to turn Bathsheba from going up on top of that roof that he could have. The Bible says that he turns the hearts of kings like a river. God can do what he wants to do. But he said, no, I'm going to allow this to be placed in front of David understanding what David was already getting ready to do. Let me tell you right now, your mistakes don't catch God off guard. They might catch you off guard. They might catch mama off guard. They might catch pastor off guard. But there's one thing for sure today. Your failures did not catch God off guard. He already seen it before it ever happened. He's omniscient. He can't help but see it. He's seen the mistake. The Bible says that David called for Bathsheba, brought her in, went into her, committed an adulterous act. A few months a few weeks later, I don't know how long it was, he got a letter from her saying that she was with child. And immediately David's mind starts rolling, thinking, how in the world am I going to cover up what I did? David was a liar. He was deceitful. Yeah. He was an adulterer. I know we like to put him up on a pedestal, and I myself do as well. But I'm going to tell you, David was flesh and blood, just like everybody under the sound of my voice. And he fell to the same temptations. He had great mistakes. God already seen what he was going to do Bathsheba, with Bathsheba before Samuel ever poured the oil on him. But he still said, no, I'm going to use him anyway. Woo! I still got a purpose for this man. Don't let the enemy get in your ear today and try to tell you that just because you fail, that just because you made a mistake, that there ain't no reason to come back. If you stand back up today, God's going to burst something great out of that shortcoming. 
So Dave, he calls Uriah from the battle, calls him back and says, oh, Uriah, you've been doing such a good job, Bubba. He said, I'm going to send you home with all this food. Go home and go see your wife. Uriah said, well, how in the world can I go home? When the ark and Israel and Judah's out there at war, he said, I just can't do it, king. The Bible says that he laid at the king's door all night long. And David didn't know it the next morning when he come bebopping out the door, done thought everything he did had done been covered up. He stumbles over old Uriah and looks down and says, my God, what are you still doing here? I thought I told you to go home. But Uriah, being the man that he was, refused to. So David starts saying, well, if I can just get him drunk enough, then surely he'll go home. The Bible says that after they eat and they got drunk, that, they lay, that Uriah laid on the servant's bed all night long, never went home. And the next day when David seen him, he wrote Joab a letter and said, I'm sending Uriah back to you. I want you to put him at the forefront of the hottest battle. Understanding what would take place if he went there. I'm talking about premeditated murder, friend. This is the man who, Acts, uh, Acts 13 and 22, he was called a man after God's own heart. Which shall perform all of his will. It's the same man that premeditates the murder of Uriah. And the Bible says that the next day that he went to the forefront of the battle and his life was taken. And David thinking that everything that he'd done had been covered up. He's approached by the prophet Nathan. And Nathan said, Dave, let me just share a little parable with you. See, that old prophet, he knew how to pull on the heartstrings of David. David was a no shepherd boy. So he got to tell him about this man with one little ewe lamb. And that was all that he had. And whenever there came a stranger walking through, the man who had a big flock went and took the man with one little lamb and gave it to him. And anger rose up on the inside of David. He's got to pay for what he's done. Who would do such a thing? And the prophet looked at him dead square in the eyes and he said, Thou art the man. You're the one that committed this sin. You're the one that made the mistake. And the Bible says that as the prophet began to tell him that evil was going to come upon his house. Because the mistake that he made. I'm not telling you that mistakes don't have consequences. That'd be a lie this morning. Everything that you and I do, whether good or bad, has consequences today. And there was consequences that David was going to have to pay for what he'd done. But the prophet gave him a word and he said, Thou shalt not surely die. But the child that's on the inside of Bathsheba. He ain't going to make it. And it was right then that the Bible says that David fell upon the ground. The mistake that he made was a very, very, very big fall. And he fell upon the ground and he fasted for seven days for the life of the child. The scripture says that whenever the servants began to talk amongst each other. That David asked him, is the child dead? Lift your hands right now. Come on, God's talking to people in here. We're getting a different picture painted right now. Of who the old giant slayer was at times. Come on, you're getting a different picture right now. Of who this great man David was. He fell upon the ground. 
When they began to talk amongst themselves, he said, is the child dead? They said, yeah, King, he's dead. And it was in that moment that the Bible says that he arose from off the earth. He pushed himself up back on his feet. He went to the house of God changed his garments, anointed himself, and began to worship. You hear me right now. It don't matter how great the fall is. It don't matter the mistake that you made yesterday or last week. Friend, whenever you push your, yeah! Whenever you pushed yourself up this morning and made your way to the house of God, that's enough today to show the Lord that you know that everything it's going to be all right. Hey, that God is going to work something good out of the mistake. I'll tell you how powerful God is. God said, I'm not only going to allow it to happen, but I'm going to birth something good out of it. And I'm going to take the child that's on the inside of the womb of Bathsheba. But she's going to bear again, Dave. The Bible says that after she got through grieving that David brought her and he comforted her. And there was a child birthed on the inside of her by the name of Solomon. Who the, who the Bible says was the wisest man besides Jesus Christ to ever walk the earth. So the mistake that David made birth wisdom. Proverbs 24, 16 says a just man, written by the man Solomon, a just man falleth seven times and riseth up again. Your mistakes birth wisdom in your life. It's all considered on how you look at it. It'll bring something good as long as you get back up. God can work something good out of it. 1 Corinthians 1 and 13 says, being predestinated by him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. He said, David, I'm not only going to birth wisdom into the world from your mistake, but a little bit later on down the line, friend, I'm going to birth the Messiah. I'm going to birth the Savior. I'm going to tell you. Oh, somebody got to get with me right now. Matthew made sure to write that in his genealogy that Solomon was born of the wife of Uriah. He wanted to show us that God can use a mistake. David had all kinds of wives. God could have used any one of them. But he said, no, I'm going to use the great mistake. To birth something good. We got to start looking at our shortcomings just a little bit different. Friend, you might be expecting yourself to make a hundred. I knew I'd do every day that my feet hit the floor. I make them want to make a hundred on the test. But the fact of the matter is, is that I'm not going to. See, I'm just flesh and bones. I'm just dirt. And God understands that about me. And we need to understand that about ourselves. There is therefore now no condemnation. For those who are in Christ Jesus. That's a trick of the devil. To get in your ear whenever you make a mistake and begin to condemn you. And beat you down with his words. Send people by you whenever you're laying there needing their help. Needing you to pick them up. Galatians 6 and 1 says, Brethren, if you see a man taking in a fault, Ye who are spiritual, restore him in the spirit of meekness. Considering thyself. Be careful what you say about yourself. 
There's some things that I like to believe about myself, brother, that I believe it with all my heart. That's who I I am. But the Bible tells me in Jeremiah 17 that the heart is deceitfully wicked. (laughs) Who can know it? So Paul tells us, all you spiritual folks, lift them up. Bring them back to the house of God. Pat them on the back. Tell them it's going to be okay. Shout the victory with them. Cry with them. Pray with them. And all you carnal ones walk by and throw rocks at them. All you carnal folks, tell them how bad that they did. How they ain't never going to make it. And that they've gone too far. I'm going to tell you right now, when God looks at me, I want him to see a spiritual man. That when my brother's laying on the ground, that I'll be the first one to pick him up. Bring him to the house of God. Shouts of victory with him. Yay! And say, it's going to be all right. We're still going to make it. God's still got a purpose. God's still got a plan. Great apostle Peter, thank God for him. Preach Acts 2.38. We couldn't be saved this morning without that message. But before he ever got to the day of Pentecost, brother, with guns blazing. He fell flat on his face. And that ain't who, I, I believe with all, I believe that that's who Peter thought he was with all of his heart. He told the Lord, he said, Lord, I'll go with you. To the cross, it don't matter what they do with you, Lord, I'm going to walk with you. I'm ready to die with you. Right now, where are they at, Lord? That's what he thought about himself. And I believe that's what we ought to think about ourselves. But God already seen what Peter was going to do. Just a short time later, he said, Peter, before the cock crows, you're going to deny me three times. He let Peter know, Peter, I already see what's getting ready to take place in your life. Luke chapter 22 tells us, Jesus spoke to him and said, Simon, Simon, Satan hath desired to have you. That he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee. He didn't pray that he wouldn't fall. But what Jesus did was pray for his faith. That whenever he did fall, that whenever he did make a mistake, that his faith would not fail. My God. Friend, as long as your faith does not fail, as long as you've got enough faith to pick yourself up. God's not praying for you not to fall this morning. God's just praying that when you do fall, that you've got enough faith to stand back on your feet. See, Peter was getting to learn something about the character of God that he might not have knew. He was fitting to go preach to Jews and Gentiles alike. And he was going to be able to need to be able to tell them, it don't matter where you're at. It don't matter where you're from. It don't matter if you deny him straight to his face. He still loves you. He's still got a purpose for you. And he's still got a plan for you. Oh, Peter learned more about the character of God from the mistake than every devil that he ever casted out. The scripture says that God is love. Let's lift our hands right now. I want us to stand all across the place. Come on, the prophet said, rejoice not against me. Oh, my enemy. For when I fall, 
He didn't say if I fall. He said when I fall, I shall arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. If you're in this place this morning, it don't matter where you're laying. It don't matter how low that you've gone. If in your spirit you'll just stand up. You just stand back on your feet. Come on. There's struggles all across this congregation for young and old alike. There's struggles in the lives of people who've been living for God for two days. There's struggles for people who've been living for God for 20 years. There's mistakes that you and I make, and we're not necessarily proud of them. tell you something, it might frustrate you this morning when you make a mistake, and it should, but it don't frustrate God's purpose for you. You need to hear that right now. It might frustrate you, and you might get mad at yourself, and you might get down on yourself, but as long as you get back up today, as long as you fall in the right direction, long as you don't fall backwards. You just allow yourself to fall forward to the hands of a loving and merciful God. He's here this morning to receive you. If you've been living out in the world, you come to this house this morning in need of a Savior. Need of a turnaround. Life might have dealt you a bad hand. You might be in a low place today. You hear me? You'll just fall in his direction. He won't fold his arms up. Some of us this morning, we got the wrong picture of who God is. The Bible says His mercy triumphs over judgment. We get a picture of Him this morning sitting up on the throne with His arms crossed. Sour look on his face. Angry at you. Because you didn't get it all right. And whenever you come to him, that you're going to have to fall and grab him by the ankles and beg him to receive you. Hear me right now in your walk with God. You're going to make mistakes. I want everybody to pray right now. Kilo Boroto Mosata Yara Mayare Kile Boroto Mosai Ikea Dea Mosika Yatere Bote Maya Little brother, you're going to make mistakes. You're not going to get it right every time. But God's seen that, brother, before He ever put the blood on you. Before He ever filled you with the Holy Ghost. 
before he ever offered you a future and a hope. God already seen your flaws. That's it. Come on, some of you is getting a picture in your eye, in your mind right now of how God's looking at you. His arms ain't folded this morning, brother. His arms is open. Come on, if it's sin, all you got to do is repent of it today. We prayed with a young girl last night. She was begging God to forgive her. You don't have to beg God. He's ready and he's willing. That's it. Come on, the Holy Ghost is moving right now. Philippians 1 and 6 says that we can be confident in this very thing. That he that has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. If he began the work, he's going to finish what he started. And that is not dependent upon every time that you get it wrong. It's only dependent upon every time that you get up. Dependent upon every time that you stand back up. You see, if you're not praying right now, just lay your hand on your neighbor. Holy Ghost is moving through here. If you come to this house this morning and you desire the baptism of the Holy Ghost, if it is speaking in other tongues, I just want you to lift your hand. I'm going to come to you. I'm going to pray for you. God's going to fill you with the Holy Ghost. That's it. Come on, create an atmosphere through your prayer right now. Sister, can I pray for you? Can I pray for you? Can you lift your hands? Ikendeo soko rekoto mosataya. Yondo Comforter right now. Kila Borekete Masataya. Yidere Mosataya Terekete. 
Asindere Boroko, Ire Barete Masata Rokete, Indere Barekete Masotoyo. That's it. Come on, pray for your neighbor right now. Come on, they might be laying flat on their back. They might be needing your kind words this morning. They might be needing the love of God to flow through you. To pick them back up. That's it. Pick your brother up this morning. Pick your sister up this morning. And see, worship the Lord right now. Kila morekete masataya.
Kila borrototo. says today is the day of salvation. Don't wait. Don't put it off any longer. You can't be saved without the blood. And repentance don't put the blood on your sin. Water baptism does. Water baptism is what remits those sins. Makes you a new creature. Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, if any man be in Christ, 
He is a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. There's a brand new start for you this morning. brand new start for you this morning. David wrote in Psalm 37, he said, a good man's steps are ordered of the Lord. And he delighteth in his way he said, though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. If the steps are ordered, then the scripture tells me that the fall was as well. I'm not talking about somebody that's out there lost. I'm talking about a child of God this morning. The steps of a good man. Before that hurdle was ever placed in front of you by the adversary, God allowed it to be put there. Because hell ain't in charge of no child of God. He allowed it to be placed in front of you already knowing because he, he, he wrote the, the end backwards. He sees everything in between. He, he sees the middle. He sees tomorrow. He sees what's going to happen five minutes from now. And he knows what happened yesterday because he's there. Time is on the inside of him. So whenever he allowed that to be put in front of you, he already knew what was going to take place. And David said, though he fall, he will not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. He said, I was young, but now I'm old. So David wrote this as an old man. And I've never seen the righteous forsaken, not even when he fell on his face, nor his seed begging bread. See, through all the mistakes that David made, all the victories that David obtained. David understood in a great way who God was. Second Samuel chapter 24. The Bible says that the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel. And he moved David to number the people. 1 Chronicles 21 says that Satan moved David. Well, who's in charge of Satan? The anger of the Lord was against Israel. So he moved David to number the people. David went out and numbered them with a man trying to talk him out of it because the man understood what was going to happen. And the prophet Gad comes to David after he commits this sin and says, David, you got three choices. Seven years famine. Three months running around getting chased by your enemies. Or three days pestilence. David said, I'm in a great scrape. But I know what to do right here. I've made a mistake. But I know what to do when I make a mistake. I learned that along the way. Psalm 145 says, The Lord upholdeth all that fall. Who wrote that? David wrote that. And raiseth up those who be bowed down. 
He said, I know what to do. Let us now fall into the hands of a merciful God. If you hadn't heard anything else that I've said this morning, I believe that you have. There's been an anointing in this place. I'm not justifying mistakes this morning. I'm not telling you it's okay to go out and see it. Don't misread what I'm saying. I believe we ought to do our best every day. But one thing's for sure is that when we do make a mistake, young person, when you don't get it right, Fall into the hands of a merciful God. Lift your hands right now. Come on, receive that word this morning. presence of the Lord. Give God praise. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Remember, remember first steps immediately following service. It's step two. If you've ever wondered, if you've ever wondered, why am I like I am? Well, first steps, today's lesson and next week's lesson is going to answer that for all of our new members and all of our guests, we invite you to go to First Steps in the dining room of the new building, and that's immediately following service. Be free at 5 o'clock, also in the dining room of the new building. Tent Revival in Potts Camp, 6.30 tonight. Amen. Bring your tithe, and you can be dismissed in Jesus' name.